Amen. Amen. Let every heart say amen. amen. We give praise and glory to him that was, that is, and who is soon to come. Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Everywhere I go, I tell folks there might be more than one way to get to Georgia, but ain't but one way to get to heaven. Amen. Jesus is not a way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So we honor the spirit of our Christ in this place to the angel of this church. Amen. Would you put your hands together for Dr. Wayne B. Lomax. I might as well say it like I want. I want to put a senior on the back of it. Senior. Amen. So we thank God for him and thank God for you. We counted a great blessing and privilege to be here with you today and uh, to uh, we salute Christ and celebrate Christ with you. So good to see my uncle here. Uncle James is here. Surprise me. I don't know how he knew I came down here, but I see it's hard to keep a secret. Amen. But it's just good to be with you. Uh, this morning, bring you greetings from the First Church in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, we covet your prayers as uh, we are, as we are co-laborers in Christ, we're in the process of going before county commissioners uh, on uh, June the 7th to see if we can get our next project approved, and so we covet your prayers on your prayer list. If you don't mind, just lift that up before the Lord for us. Well, let's bow in the word of prayer. Father, we're grateful and thankful for this privilege and this opportunity. Thank you for this man of God. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for a people who comprise a ministry called the fountain. Thank you for safe passage and safe travel. Now it's our prayer that you will speak to us and speak through us, hide us behind Calvary's cross, be the center of our attention and the main attraction. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on your preacher, fresh on your people, fresh in this place, and we'll be mindful to give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you have your Bibles, I want to call your attention to Psalms 100, Psalms 100, Psalms 100, Psalms 100. The 100 division of Psalms, Psalms 100. Psalms 100. For those of you who have it, say amen. And it reason this wise, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and unto his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. God bless you. You may claim your seats in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk briefly this morning as the Lord gives power from the subject, a psalm of thanksgiving. A psalm of thanksgiving. A psalm of thanksgiving. Uh, there's something interesting that I notice um, 
couple of years ago, I was Googling and, and I was looking for something in particular. And I, one of the things that I noticed that when I began uh, to put in the search engine of Google, that I discovered that you could actually discover and find out how to do a lot of things. I, I looked up, I was looking for something else in particular, and in the search engine, sometimes it'll place other words or sentences in there before you can complete what you want to look for. And I've discovered that in looking in the search engine that you could find out how to properly tie a tie, whether it was a bow tie or a Windsor knot. You could, you could discover how to tie a tie. I discovered that you could, on Google, they, they had a recipe for pumpkin pie. And not just pumpkin pie, but for uh, banana pudding, how to change the oil in your car, how to build a house, how to grill meat properly. Just about anything you look for in Google, you can find it. But I, I, as I was searching for something else, something told me to put in how to come to church. And as I Googled it in, I discovered that nothing came up in the search engine in dealing with how to come to church. But even though Google does not tell us and show us and display for us how we come to church, we are not left uh, aloof on this issue because when we look at Psalms 100, it tells us how we are to come into the presence of the Lord. Look what the text says. It, it, it opens up. It opens up and says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Now, now, the text addresses four things. There, there, there are four things I want to give you briefly just from what this text addresses. The first thing that the text addresses is that point number one, it addresses the action of the Psalms. It says in verse one, it says, listen, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. What's interesting about this is that everything that is to occur or everything that occurs in verse 1 and 2 is to occur prior to the believer coming to the house of worship. You might not understand this, but, but your, your pastor can appreciate this and he understands this. There's a reason why we spend a lot of time and sometimes a lot of money in getting, in investing in our musicians and in our praise and worship leaders. And one of the reasons why we do that is because if you could see what we see from this standpoint, you would then know why we invest sometimes the resources in the worship of, 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 of uh, the, the way we invest the, resource, the resources in the worship. And, and if the truth be told, if the truth be told, if the truth be told, it shouldn't take the praise and worship leader to get you focused on praise and worship. No, 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 that, that's not if you know that the Lord has really been good. It, it, it shouldn't take the band, the praise team, 
to sing the song over and over again, pushing you, prompting you, priding you, focusing you, trying to charge you up and challenge you to tell God thank you. If the truth be told that if you made it up here with a tank of gas, you, you, you should know that God is good. If the truth be told, if he allowed you to lay down last night and woke you up bright early this morning, that, that should have been enough to tell God thank you. The problem is we have to put a lot of energy in telling you and, and getting your mind on what you should already know pertaining to who God is. That, that's why the, the, the song we said, listen, make a joyful noise. Listen to the grandmother text, unto the Lord. Now, we don't have a problem making noise. It's just who we make it unto. He said, listen, make a joyful noise. It comes from a Hebrew praise, which means to split the ear. In other words, we talk about everything else. Why not give glory to the God of our salvation? He deals with the, with, with the action, with the action with the action of the psalm. And, and listen, praise and worship should take place prior to you getting to the house of God. If you're praising before you get here, we won't have to work as hard. I wish I had some help here. He says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Listen to what he says. Serve the Lord with gladness. Wait a minute, because sometimes we don't have the problem making the noise, but we do have the problem in serving. And understand this, that real worship ought to lead you into real service. Listen, whenever we, we come into this place, we enter to worship, but we depart to serve. And so in that, our worship is not just seen in our hallelujah and our glory to God, but our worship is seen when we minister to our fellow man. Jesus said, when I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was naked, you didn't clothe me. When I was in prison, you didn't come and see about me. They said, well, Lord, when did we see you like that? He said, listen, when you've done it unto the least of these, then you've done it unto me. And so our worship starts in the sanctuary, but then it takes root and our feet are placed to our faith once we leave the house of worship. He says, listen, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. He says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. First thing we see is the action of the psalmist. Second thing I want to show you, look, look, at verse, look at verse 3 and 4, because after we see the action of the psalmist, the second thing I want to show you is the knowledge of the psalmist. He says, listen, serve. He says, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people we are the sheep of his pastor. Listen, the knowledge of the psalmist shows this, that God is not only our sovereign creator, but our sole provider, which means this, that everything that we have, we got it because God gave it to us. I stop by to tell you, when you really know who God is, sometimes you do not worry about the things that are transpiring and taking place around you. I would venture to say that there are some people in this house who, who are, some of, you, some of us are broke this morning. We look good, but we don't have too much in our pockets. But, but let me tell you this, this ain't the first time you've been broke. And if the truth be told, it's not going to be the last. But one thing, I believe that somebody ought to be able to attest to the fact 
they ought to be able to say, I've been here before. And because I've been here before and because I know who God is, it does not matter because I recognize as David that I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg bread. If he did it before, do I have a witness? He can do it again. You've been in this spot before. You've been in this place before. And the reason you've been able to make it out is because you know that God is your sole creator and your sole provider. You have a knowledge of the fact that God is a way maker. And so our praise should never be predicated upon our problem. Our praise should always be predicated upon who God is. You've been in the situation. God has brought you out of it. You've been down. And regardless of the deadlines that people have given you, God has given you a lifeline in the midst of every deadline that men bring in your life. You got to have a knowledge. See, a lot of times, a lot of times when you have a knowledge of God, you, you got to understand this, that sometimes you don't have to have the physical monetary resources for everything. But understand this, child of God, that faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is the currency of heaven, which means this, that even if I don't have the money, if I got the faith that God can make a way, if I have the faith that he can do exceeding abundantly. If I have the faith that, listen, that, that, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, understand that it is faith that pleases God. Hebrews 11 and 6 say, He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So in the midst of not having, in the midst of not knowing, you still have to have a knowledge of God. Listen to what he says in, in, in verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, listen to this, that he is God. He said, listen to this. It, it is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his, the knowledge, the action of the psalm. The action takes place before he gets into worship. The knowledge happens. Now he's in worship. He understands who God is. But then the third thing I want you to see is the attitude of the psalmist. Look, 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 look at verse four. My God, the Bible says in verse four, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Wow. And enter into his courts with praise. Interesting enough is that as, as, as the psalmist begins to write, it is as though a subject is going into the presence of a monarch. He says, listen, verse 4, enter, enter, enter. The other day we saw that, I think Prince William got married, and we saw the queen, we've been seeing the queen travel. And how interesting is that whenever you are in the presence of royalty, there is a way you're to conduct yourself. Whenever, whenever, as a matter of fact, if you've ever been given an opportunity to go to a state's dinner with the queen, one of the things that you have to do is to take, you have to monitor and watch the queen closely because if you don't, it will result in the fact that you will break protocol. In other words, as the queen walks in, when you are honoring, when you are acknowledging the queen, first of all, if it's an initial time when you are acknowledging the queen, you must refer to her as your majesty. 
in, on the initial conversation, on the initial meeting, you must refer to her as your majesty. Not only that, but men are to nod uh, as giving reverence to royalty. And not only that, but women are to curse when they are in the midst of the queen, when you are in the midst of royalty. Listen, when you're sitting down to eat with the queen, you, 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 you don't just start eating first. You don't say, pass the biscuits, pass the gravy, give me the pearlo rice. No, 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 no. You wait there, and in that is after the queen partakes of the meal, then that's when you partake of it. And, and, and if you're to be excused from the table, you get permission to leave prior to leaving. Whenever the queen speaks, you, 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 you speak to her. You never talk to the queen with food in your mouth. Because all of the aforementioned things, if you do that, you break protocol, and in that you show that you are either inept or uncouth. But, but now, th that's the way we are to bring ourselves amid the Queen of England. But, but look how the Bible says that we're to come into the presence of God. It says in verse 4, it says that we are to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I wish I had some help here. And it goes on to say, and enter into his courts with praise. Don't run through that because in that notice is that really he deals with four startling things in verse 4. Listen to what he says. Enter into the gates, do you see it? With thanksgiving. And then watch this, and enter into the courts with praise, which means this, that there's a difference between thanksgiving and praise, and there's a difference between the gate and the court. Are you listening to me? Listen, 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 listen. He says, he says, he says in verse 4, enter into the gate. The gate, if, if, we, would, if, if we would envision it as though we're coming into the presence of God in the sanctuary, the gate would represent the door. Are you listening to me? And listen, just because you enter into the gate does not mean you are in the court. And when you come into the gate, when you come into the door, listen to what he says, enter into the gates with thanksgiving. In other words, the attitude of the psalmist should be that when he comes through the door, he comes in here thanking God, not just for who he is, but for what he's done. Enter into the gate, enter into the gates, enter into the gate. That, that's why when you come in, the mere fact that you made it, you ought to thank God. The mere fact that it kept you all last night and touched you with a finger of love where you could get up bright early this morning, that's something to thank God for. The mere fact that somebody along the way got in a wreck, but he kept you safe, that's something to thank him for. When you enter into the gate, you ought to come in thanking him. But check this out. That's just the start. When I come in thanking him, the end of my thanksgiving should result in praise. Because he says, now you enter into the gates with thanksgiving. Check this out. But unto his courts. And the courts mean that now you're in the presence of the king. The gate brought me to where the king was. But the court is where the king is. And whenever I get in the presence of the king, what I need to do is to shift from thanking him and then start praising him. 
Now, let me tell you this. You don't praise God for what he does. You praise God for who he is. And, and so that means that, listen, even if you still got some bills due, you praise him for who he is. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this, not for everything, but in everything. Why would he tell us that? Let me tell you the reason why he tells you to give thanks. Because if you don't, you're going to lose your mind. If you don't thank God amid what you're going through, your mind will stay focused on your problem. And you will lose your, if you don't get your, listen, listen, listen. The reason why we have to praise God, if you take the P off praise, you get raised. Which means this, that I can never praise God and still feel low. I can never praise God and still feel down. I can never praise God and still feel suicidal. Whenever you take the P off praise, you get raised. And whenever you honor him, he will raise your thoughts, raise your mind, raise your endeavors, raise your ambition, raise your joy. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's the door. And unto his courts that, that, with praise. I, I got to leave you. I'm going to give you one more point, but I got to leave you. But you know, I've discovered, have you ever noticed that people, when they start having trouble, they stop coming to church? I mean, it's really like the craziest thing is that the time you ought to come to church is when you're going through. And, and instead of them coming to church... When they're going through, they stop coming. You know why? It's because in that, their praise is conditional. It's conditioned upon what's happening. It's conditioned upon what they're going through. It's conditioned upon how much money they have in the bank. I stop by to tell you that when your praise is genuine and authentic, that people won't even know what you're going through. You know why? Because your praise will remain the same. I believe I got a witness up in here who can say that, listen, I don't have much in my pocket, but I'm telling God, thank you this week. In the same way I'm thanking him this week, I thanked him last week. I stopped by to tell you that praise will cover not only your problem, but praise will cover your pain. You might not know how you're going to make it through, but if you continue to tell him thank you, people won't know you're about to get evicted. People won't know your light bill is due. People won't know they just took your car last week. Why? Because your praise has not changed because your God is the same. The attitude of the psalmist. But then I want to leave you with this. Listen to what he says in verse 5. For the Lord is good. <laughs> the Lord is good. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. We see his action. We see his knowledge. We see his attitude. But then I leave you with this is that the, the boy closes the psalm out by saying, I got a right to praise him. 
Why you got it right? Because the Lord is good. I stopped by to tell you that, listen, sometimes if you're not careful, the devil will take your eyes off of all what God has done for you. David said this, that I once was young, but now I'm old. But one thing I've never seen. He says, the righteous forsaken. No, it's seed, beg, bread. I stopped by to tell somebody that some way, somehow, I don't know how God is going to do it, but some way, somehow, God will make a way for himself and make a way for you out of no way. So I stopped by to tell you that, listen, even in the midst of difficult moments and even in the midst of ambivalent weather, I stopped by to tell you that you still have a right to praise God. Somebody said, I can't believe you're still paying your tithe. And now all of a sudden, you just lost this. Listen, keep God first in your life. The Bible says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. Say what you want to say. Come hell or come high water. God can still make a way for you. Out of no way. Somebody say, have thou not known, have thou not heard that the Lord God, the creator of the universe, he fainteth not. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to those, to the youth who fall and, and, and come short. He says that they that wait upon the Lord, he will renew your strength. He'll let you mount up with wings like an eagle. He'll let you run and not get weary. He'll let you walk and not faint. Regardless of what people say, I stop by to tell you, keep your hand in the winding chain because God is able, yes he is, to make a way out of no way. Be not dismayed, whatever betide. God will take care of you beneath his wings of love abide. God will, can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? God will say yeah, say yeah, say yes. Say yes, ain't he all right? Yes, yes, yes. How to come to church. You know, thank you so much, Pastor Gary. We're going to continue. Amen. We're going to continue to invest in worship. We're going to invest in instruments and musicians and video and audio and all of that. But one of the things that we're going to have to cease doing is to try to pump people up. 
what the man of God has just said. If the goodness of God in your life is not enough for you to come into the house of God with thanksgiving and praise, there's not a praise team, there's not a keyboard, there's not a percussionist, there's nothing to anybody.